So Lord, would you speak to us this morning about what it means to be a disciple, about how we make disciples. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to think about what it means to to make disciples. And so to help us all understand what that might mean, I thought we'd all start with a very kind of simple question. What's a disciple? What is a disciple? You know, if I was to have this conversation with you over over a cup of tea or a coffee and I was to say to you, what's a disciple? I wonder what you might respond by saying to me. What's a disciple? Any ideas? Go on. A follower, a person who follows you. Yeah, that's a really, really good answer. And it's actually the words that Jesus said most often when he called people to him. He just said, follow me, follow me, follow me. Now, that's not like a bit like you might follow someone on Instagram or you might follow someone on Twitter or you might follow someone in some other way, whatever it's called now, basically. It's something different than that, but it's the simplest way. And actually, it was someone who followed closely behind. That was what someone did. They're quite literally a follower of someone in those days when Jesus said, follow me. They walked so closely behind Jesus that what happened was they just used to watch everything he did and they just used to copy him. And that's how people learned. We could use a big word that some adults might know called an apprentice. It was a learner. That's what a disciple is. And so when Jesus called those disciples that we heard in our first reading, Peter and Andrew, James and John, and he said, follow me. He was saying to them, walk behind me. Walk behind me, learn from me, because I believe you can be like me. My favorite idea of what it means to be a disciple is to become the person Jesus would if he were you. Just imagine that for a minute. And Jesus was living in your skin. And how he would live. That's what it means to be a disciple. And so when Jesus called Peter, Andrew, James and John that day, he said to them, follow me. If you like, I like to think about what it means to be a disciple by going on a journey, if you like. And this journey, as I would read it through the Bible, has four stages. You see, the first part of this, this journey, Jesus said to them, Listen, I'll do it, you watch. I do, you watch. Can you say that with me? I do, you watch. He just said to them, come and see. Come and see what it's all about. Just watch as I do it. But it didn't stop there. If it had stopped there, kind of like when Jesus died, it would have all have ended. There was another stage where he said to Peter and Andrew, James and John, you know... Being a disciple, following me, it's not just about I do and you watch. It's also about I do and I'm going to let you help me. So I do, you help. Can we say that? I do, you help. And so he started to get them to to help him. When he fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, he got Peter and Andrew, James and John and the other disciples to give out the food and to collect in the 
bits afterwards so they could see the miracle. But it still didn't stop there. There was another stage. Then Jesus said, right, I'm going to help this time and you're going to do it. I'll help you do. Can we say that? I help you do. And so he, he got them. So they started to do what Jesus did. But because they were only learners, they got into a bit of trouble. They made a few mistakes. So Jesus had to rescue them when they couldn't heal the boy who was ill. And Jesus had to come and heal them. But still, it didn't end there. There was kind of like this, this fourth stage where Jesus then said, right, I'll watch and you do. I'll watch and you do. I watch you do. And so he just watched and he sent Peter and Andrew, James and John out, by, out in twos and they just did what Jesus did. They just did miracles. They just did healings. They told people about Jesus. They baptized new disciples. And so I wonder who can remember those four stages. Jesus said, I do, you watch. Then he said, I do, you help. Then he said, I help, you do. And then he said, I watch, you do. So anyone want to help me? Anyone want to help me? Do you want to come and help me? Right, let's have a look then. Let's see what we can do. Right. Okay then. I'm going to have to put my thing like that. Because I fell over, you know, about six weeks ago. And I've got a really bad knee. So much so that I can't kneel on it now because it hurts, basically. Right. What did I do first? Can you remember? I folded the corner like that. There we go. Yeah, let's see. What do we do next? Do you want to do it? There we go. I think it's a house, we'll see. We had to fold it again. That's right, we did. Do you want to do it? Fold it that way. No, that way, like that. Oh. You that middle. Yeah, look, we can see that. Now let's just come around here so everyone else can see, basically. What did I do next? Can you remember? Arabella, do you just want to just move, Cassian, just move around here? Huh? I cut, didn't I? How many cuts did I make? Can you remember? Three. Three. Right, now then, who would like to make a cut? Me. Okay, right, you, Sadie, so you go first. Can you remember the first one I did? Down there. Yeah, down there, there you go. Do you want to cut it? Just a little bit over there, a bit more that way, a bit way towards me, just there. There we go, and go and cut it. Keep cutting, keep cutting, keep cutting, keep cutting, keep cutting. That's brilliant. Right. Did I make another cut? Yeah. Right, where did I do it? Okay, Cassie, come around here. And you can cut. Right. And there, where did I cut it? Can you remember? About there, I think. Whoops. Keep going. There we go. Keep going. Brilliant. 
Right, we're just gonna hold them there a minute. Now what I need you to do is, I just need you to sit down. Why don't you just sit just on that front row there and we're gonna, I'm gonna ask you again in a minute. Just come and sit down. You see, I like to think about what it means by, to be a disciple by going on a journey. So three Sundays ago, I went on a journey. I was in England because it's my daughter Emma's graduation. And for the weekend, we were staying in Sheffield, and what we were going to do was we were, she was going to take the train from Sheffield to Manchester Airport, and then she was going to fly back to Jersey on the Sunday afternoon. So I dropped her off at the train station, said goodbye to her, thinking I'd see her tomorrow night when we got home. But that's not how the story ends. You see, sometimes when it means to be a disciple and going on a journey, you know, things happen that we don't expect to happen. And all sorts of things happened on this journey, if you like, that Emma was meant to take. You see, she got on the train. The train arrived on time. The train left the station, and then it stopped. And then it started again and went chug, 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 chug. And then it stopped for a very long time. So much so that 30 minutes after I'd left her, there was this call from my daughter to say, Dad, help. Help. The train has stopped. And I've worked out already that they've told me that the train is not going to arrive at the airport before my flight is going to leave. What am I going to do? So I did what every good dad would do. I told her to get a taxi. No, I didn't. I went and, I went and picked her up from the train station. And I said, listen, we've, I know how to get from Sheffield to Manchester Airport. We've got a sat-nav, we'll be fine. We've got enough time. And so we set off in the car. And then the first problem started after about five minutes. I realized the sat-nav wasn't taking me the route I was expecting to take. And somehow we took the wrong turn and we ended up getting lost. And all of a sudden, that time that I thought we had to get to the airport was getting lower and lower and lower. Ever been on one of those journeys? And the stress levels were rising. And sometimes that's like being a disciple, learning from Jesus and following him. Sometimes we get lost. We just don't know what he's asking us to do. Or we don't know which direction to take and we get confused. But then we found our way again. And then the next problem arose. We got stuck. You know... Single lane roads, like there are plenty of them in Jersey. And slow drivers, because there's lots of roadworks around and lots of traffic jams. And you know, you're looking at the sat-nav and it's, all it's got ahead is this big lot of red. You know what the big lot of red means, don't you? The traffic jam's going on for a long way. And all of a sudden, that time that we were supposed to have... I was looking at when it was saying we were going to arrive and I was looking at when her gate was due to close and all of a sudden there was not much time between. And sometimes, you know, when it comes to following Jesus, we just get stuck. We don't seem to move forward. It always, we always seem to fail at the same thing or we don't seem to be growing and it's just so frustrating. 
So then the stress was getting really good, really bad. And I said to Emma, I don't think we're going to make it. So I then did what every man would do. I took matters into my own hand and thought I knew best. And you know, if you go out of here, and if you just go down the road, LaRue there, and turn left, and go down that road, and the road turns into a track. You know, we ended up on one of them, in the middle of nowhere. You see, sometimes when it comes to following Jesus, you know, what I've, what I've learned about it is this, as we heard in our second Bible reading, you know, we're not the driver of the car when it comes to following Jesus. You know, have you ever been in a car driving with someone and you've got a passenger next to you and you might know this passenger very well and it feels like they're driving the car? Hurry up! You've gone too fast around that corner. Slow down. You ever been in a car journey like that? I have it frequently. And that's with my kids. And, you know, sometimes we're not the driver. Being a disciple following Jesus is a bit like we're in the passenger seat and we're telling him to hurry up and fix me. Or we're telling him, don't take me down that route because I don't want to learn in that way or I don't want to change in, in that way. And what that Bible reading was telling us was that actually it was telling us this, that actually the I way to live is not the best way to live. You see, some of us think that the I way to live is the best way to live, that I can just sort it out myself and I'll be fine. But actually what Jesus was saying was that there was a different way to live. It was the cross-shaped way to live. You see, if we got out the car and we started walking, and if you saw someone in Jesus' day walk with this, it meant only one thing. As we heard from Jasmine reading, it meant that you would suffer. And strangely, what Jesus said was that he said, the best way to live is not that way. It's this way. And we, we think about that and we think, hold on. Saying no to I, no to my way, and yes to Jesus' way. How can that possibly be the best way to live? Well, he, he summed it up because he said, actually, when you start to live my way, what happens is this. Anyone good at spelling? Who can tell me what this word says here? Let's have a look. Life. That's right. Life. You see, Jesus said that's the best way to live. Should we just move around just so that they can see it and we can probably zoom in? You see, Jesus actually said that it's not about the I way to live. It's about the cross way to live. And when you start to live as Jesus wants us to live and all that that's involved, we actually really discover what life is all about. 
You know, 38 years ago, that's a long time ago, Jesus said to me, like he said to Peter and Andrew, James and John, follow me. And at times, have I felt like I've got lost? Yeah? Have I felt like I've got frustrated? Definitely. Have I felt like I've tried to do it my way rather than Jesus' way? Definitely. But would I change that decision? Never. Because I've lived the life that he wanted. And actually, it's the best life that he wants us to live.